Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPJ number 71, that's Bais Pnimi Shear, Joint Shear for Men and Women, Shear number 71. The last year, BPJ 70, we brought a beautiful Yesayit from the Meshachachma. We talked about how also how physical pleasures inspires appreciation and Akara Satoyit. And when that happens, then Hashem has a tremendous Nachas Ruach from that. And that would include the hana, the pleasure that takes place during the mitzvah's oina, when done properly, the right way, that that hana, that physical pleasure, if it's channeled towards having hakar satayv to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and having hakar satayv to your own husband and wife for being the shliach of providing that hana, then it elevates it and it brings it to the realm of a kedusha and a tremendous simcha. Now we're going to talk more about this, about there's a certain concept that there's a chiv to enjoy the permitted physical pleasures. And we're going to bring you your shalmi. And again, we're going to also bring a, a, a bavli, same concept. But to be fair and to be completely transparent, this concept that sometimes there's a war against the physical and the spiritual and that the body and the soul are enemies and you have to in order to become more holy, you have to separate from the physicality, is not a, pro- it's not a foreign Christian philosophy per se, always. No. No. There is some forms of self-denial that has its place in Torah values. When I listened to Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson, he you know, talked about it as well. You know, the Christians went overboard and made it a complete disaster by throwing away the physical completely. Frankly, that's why there's a tremendous test in in those cases where many nuns and many priests were became abusers or child molesters. Again, it's not unique to just Christians. And again, there are those that overcame that and indeed were, you know, reached a higher level. Can't deny that either. That would just be a lie. It may be a minority. Probably is a minority. But, it, you know, not to say that all of them are abusers. That, that's not fair either. But it definitely the, the, the removal of physicality creates tremendous damage. So the Christians take it to the extreme. In Judaism, even in those schools of thought where this is recommended, it's not taken to that extreme. Like the, and the Maramchal talks about it a lot, you know, to, to, to torture your body or to, or to um, you know, have these long fasts, even on Shabbos and Yantav and things like that, is not what the Torah wants. But there is a concept of sometimes removing yourself from some physical pleasures. But here, equally important is to recognize, and for our dar, certainly, in most Kedali Yisrael, go with this mahalach, that it's the other way around. As of Chistgir, the son of Rakhayan, in the name of Rav, said, this is at the end of, I think, Mesechtis Kedushin of Talmud Yerushalmi. I'm not sure, but I believe so. That Rechiski, the son of Kain, in the name of Rav, said that on the day of judgment, the person will be required to give an accounting for all the physical enjoyments 
that his eyes beheld, which he did not partake of. Yes, it is the Rishami at the end of Kedushin. And the Karban Aida says, What's the Chait? Shechoto al Nafshoi Shesogvachinam. That he that he that he sinned against his soul by torturing it for no reason. He sinned against his soul when he afflicted it for no reason by withholding those delights. It's a powerful, powerful statement. So this Yerushalmi is telling you exactly where Yiddishkeit Judaism removes themselves totally from the other religious systems of self-denial completely, of strict self-denial. And they say that any partaking of physical pleasure is a weakness, is a compromise. Every partaking of physical pleasure is that you're giving to the Samach Mem, basically giving in to your evil desires and unhealthy things. But over here the Torah is saying the other way around. That if someone learns to experience and appreciate pleasure of this world and uses it primarily to express gratitude for these pleasures, Takadosh Baruch Hu, who created the world, this is the Pesach to appreciate and praise Hashem in the world to come as well. The same thing is in the Gemara Bavli. It says that Shmuel said that whoever fasts or accepts upon himself to fast is called a chayteh, a sinner. Now again, you have to be transparent. There's another shita that says that if you fast and withhold from yourself, you call the kadosh. So again, there's elu ve'elu. There's a different approaches. But it's clear again, yes, most kadosh Yisrael, especially in our dar, especially for the rabbin, most of us, are not to be arrogant and think we could hold in that madrega. And we need to recognize that our derech is the other way around is to use these pleasures in a healthy way. Yeah. And he brings down from the Gemara over there that Rolazar Kapper by the Nazir, um, and he makes a he's mechaper on him. The coin is mechaper on him. What do you mean mechaper? What did he sin? So it says because he was separating himself from the wine, he distressed himself by abstaining. And... He's, and the Gemara and Tainus, Dafil Aleph, makes a Kalbachaymer. If he abstains even from just wine, he's called a Chayte. Certainly, if he abstains from other, all non forbidden things, all the more he's a Chayte. And Rabbi Laza, this is a Gemara Yishami also, also at the end of Mesechtis Kedushin, that he wanted to observe this statement of Rav that we just quoted. And he was careful to save money in order to taste every fruit once a year. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he wanted to do. And why did he want to do that? So one shot is, in the Karbana Eda, which is a parish on the Yerushalmi, that he wanted to make a bracha of Shehechayonu to give praise to Hashem that he created these wondrous creations. And he ends this at the end of Mesech Tzkedushin in his parish, Barach Kel Haidais, he says. And you enjoy it. I mean, it's the same idea. Yes, you enjoy it. Yes, you may say you have some self-interest there. But you say, and you work very hard at it, that your primary purpose is to praise Hashem and to be grateful to Hashem and to be grateful to each other 
as a hava being adam lachaveray, being eshla ishtoi, and to be makertoi to each other for it. And Rav Shamshel Fal Hirsch, in his collected writings, talks about this as well. It is not in sorrow and sadness, not in self-castigation or torture, that Judaism, Judaism reaches its highest levels. Its holiness and its holiest goal is serenity, gladness, and joy. And he wasn't a chassid. He wasn't a, from the Baal Shem Tev school. And he says that is Judaism at the highest levels. Serenity, gladness, and joy. Not in the heaviness of heart, not in pain, not in despondency, and not in frivolity either. With where pure and joyful joy dwells, there it dwells too. Frivolity flees before the earnestness of the Jewish law. So what he's saying is, I'm not going to quote word for word the entire piece, although it really is a beautiful piece, is that the idea being is callous rash is not healthy. That's taking the physical pleasures to an extreme in a negative way. But the Torah is basically saying, and Roshan Shafala Hirsch is saying this, that there's no separation in human existence between the neshama and the guf. It's not that the neshama belongs to the Hashem and the guf belongs to the satan. No. Haneshama loch, the soul is yours, v'aguf pa'aloch, and the body is your work. Prepare for me that holy place so that I can dwell in it on this earth, says the spirit of Judaism in the name of Hashem. It takes the whole being of man, both his sensual, physical side and his spiritual side, into its domain, that even sensuous enjoyment, which includes sexual desire and pleasure between a husband and wife, becomes a holy service of God when it is inspired with the spirit of modesty, temperance, and holiness, and when a man enjoys the goods and gifts and attractions of the earth and the men are so pure and acceptable to God and for such holy and acceptable ends that he can raise his eyes cheerfully and joyfully to God and does not need to flee from the neighborhood of his sanctuary. To be able to abide in the sphere of God even with his physical satisfaction and enjoyments. This is the highest perfection of the morally endowed man upon earth. In no respect has Judaism been so misrepresented as in this. He's talking about how in the reform and the others they they try to, or the Christians, they try to say negative things in this aspect. Actually, it is nothing but divine truth, meaning the idea that the sensual could be used for Hashem because the whole man is both spiritual and sensuous. The man is both heavenly and earthly. But in his view, it's not that they're at war at each other, that when one has to destroy the other. It's not that when one, it's not like Esau's end, Israel, that when one goes up, one goes down. There are again, to be fair and to be open, transparent, there are certain svarim that Stress that point. Soul goes up, body goes down. Body goes up, soul goes down. You're interested in physicality, your spirituality will suffer. You focus on spirituality, 
your physical will be less important. So there is that school of thought, and the truth is, it's not a wrong thought, even in, in the view that the physical pleasure should be integrated, because if you're not careful and you overindulge, yes, then indeed it could bring you down. But the Chayzim brings down, this is a fascinating aside, and I have to find out where he says this. The Makar that Rabbi Friedman brings down, he says it's says the Rebbe of Zidachayev quoted in Derech Pikudecha. Now Derech Pikudecha was a is a sefer from the Bnei Yisachar on the mitzvahs and doesn't have all the mitzvahs, but there's a big chelik on Pruvu. So I didn't see it inside, but it seems like it's quoted there. Now the Chayz himself wrote other svarim, one called Zikaron Zayis, one called Zaysikaron, another called, one called Devrei Seifrim. And maybe it's in there too, but I haven't seen it. But again, I didn't learn all of his farm in depth either yet. Bezaz Hashem, hopefully one day I will, with Hashem's help. But he emphasizes the Chayza from Lublin, that a person needs to feel and express gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu when experiencing sexual pleasure. Sexual pleasure, like all physical pleasures, the Chayza explains, is an opportunity to feel HaKar Satayv to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then he says as follows, that although the Chazal did not institute a formal blessing, meaning like a Shechianu or, 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 or just a, a, on the mitzvah's oina, right before you have relations with your wife to make a bracha on it, on that pleasure, and there's reasons why that you don't make such a bracha. We once talked about it, there's a tshuva sarajba and it was brought down there. Why not? But nevertheless, every Yerei Shamayim should praise and thank Hashem in whatever language he understands for the pleasure that he has experienced. And this applies also for the woman to express a karsa type for the pleasure that she experienced from her husband. Derech Pekudecha in Mitzvah Aleph explains the Gedarim of when you make a bracha sanat, but over here, even if you don't make a bracha, you thank Hashem. Because since in any event you have Hanah, you should offer that gratitude to Hashem. You know something? It doesn't cost you a dime. And Hakar Satayv to Hashem will not decrease your sexual pleasure. And this is another mistake people make. They think that if I put God in the bedroom, he'll kill the fun. If I put God in the bedroom, I'll be so awe or nervous or whatever it is that it's going to hold me back from the physical pleasure. But that's not the way it is. And that's not what Hashem wants. He wants to be there. And He wants you to enjoy it. And He wants you... Then how do you grapple with that? Hakar Satayv. Hakar Satayv opens the heart. And then you won't feel that, um, you know, lack of freedom and enjoyment when you're with your wife or with your husband when you realize you're thanking Hashem for that pleasure. Because He owns it. He's the one that created this. In the first place, he created the sexual organs, he created the sexual attraction, he created all of these things. And again, we'll learn later that it's a vehicle for achieving a great spiritual goal. It brings the marriage to a very, very high level that intellectual interaction alone could not accomplish. This is why Agav, we said many times that couple could be have deep, deep connection by, with the soul, a deep, deep friendship. But if they say to themselves, oh, 
we're so close to each other. It's such a high level of connection that our souls are connecting. We don't need to be physical with each other. We're only when we need to, when we have children or Leil Tfilif, that's the mitzvah, but that's it. We don't need it because we're connected on a soul level so deeply. And this star certainly, 99.9% of the time, that's coming from the Yetzirah to separate the two of you, to have you drift apart because the physical is needed to maintain that emotional connection. You cannot bring a raya from Rabbi Akiva's wife that didn't see him for 24 years and she was Moiser Nefesh on that. And that's how Rabbi Akiva became Rabbi Akiva. But that's an exception to the rule. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu was an exception when he separated from his wife and for the rest of Klai Yisrael, Shuvulchem Lo'aleichem, go back to your tents. Rabbi Akiva and his wife Rachel was a separate connection that regular husbands and wives cannot learn from. They cannot. You do what Rabbi Akiva did. Most Kedali Yisrael will just say you're, you're doing the wrong thing. You're doing the wrong thing. They wish to once you shuvalachem la'aleichem. Don't make yourself a Benazai. Benazai was on the Madrega. Don't make yourself a Riyakiva. Riyakiva was on the Madrega. Yes, you could have a Havas Atayra, Cheshkas Atayra. And, and, and some wise on my Nefesh for their husbands to learn and they sacrifice so much for them. Beautiful. But this part of life needs to be there. And it's so important to maintain not just Shalom bias, but the Kim of a, of a bias in Yisrael for the Shlemus of every single person, husband and wife together. May Kodesh Baruch help us that we should be Zaycha to understand this and to integrate this and to recognize again the main insight over here of what we're saying is that the physical pleasure inspires appreciation and when the more Hakar Satayif you have, the bigger the mitzvah it is, the bigger Hanor you'll have and Hashem will want to be mice of it and again, if you do it in this vein it is not overindulgence not at all because again, you always have in mind also, please protect me. Please protect me that this Hanoah is focused just on my wife, just on my husband, no one else, nowhere else. And Hashem helps with that. And He gives you Seattle the Shmaya. And this should spread out in all areas of marriage, all levels of intimacy, connecting both the body and the soul to each other as both the body and the soul is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's HaGuf HaRashama Loch HaGuf Pa'aloch Brochen HaTzlacha